first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions of the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Benjamin Price, and today we'll be talking about Big Nate, The Snoopy Show, Team Zanko Go, and we will be introducing some new Kids First reporters. But right now, we're going to be talking to Tiana about Cheaper by the Dozen. Hello, Tiana. What do you think of this movie? I thought this was an amazing movie. I absolutely loved getting a chance to uh, watch it, especially because I'm a fan of the... It's not technically the original, but I like to consider the one made in 2003 uh, the original because that's the first one I ever watched. Um, So I really loved seeing how this time they kind of took a new take on it with the diversity um, and making sure there was a little bit like everybody who watches it can find somebody who's like them within it. And so what is the what is the setup for this one for this movie this time around? And uh, how is it different from the previous dozens is? <laughs> so the way that it's different is, as I mentioned, the diversity and it's also set more in modern day. So in the film, it has two different branches of the family that were in a sense combined. So there was the original side of the Bakers where it was Paul Baker, um, who is the dad, the innocence main dad in the movie um, and his wife who had kids. Um, and that was the non-color side of the family. And then on the other side, it had the mom, Zoe, the main mom, Zoe, who got married to someone else and then they had kids, and that became the colored side of the family. And then Paul and Zoe got married. I know this probably sounds like a lot, but it's a very <laughs> like diverse like thing. And then they had to, uh, there was like something that happened with some other family members. So they had to take in a kid. They actually had to take in two kids at some point. So it's a very, very diverse film. And I love that. And then it also covers a lot of like racial issues, um, like the Black Lives Matter movement and just seeing racism around people of color um, throughout the environment. So it's very realistic, very relatable, and in a sense, up to date. Yeah, and he, it's, I see Kenya Barris um, has his name on this one, and he does, has a, done a really good job in the past of kind of weaving in a modern edge to a lot of the stuff he does on um, and produces too. So... Uh, I'm glad to hear that there's like sort of a new twist on the formula. Um, what is the what is sort of the conflict of this one? Because most of the time, like the original Cheaper by the Dozen, right, is Steve Martin, and it's like, how will all these people, how how all these crazy kids get along? So what is the what what is the family up to? The Bakers, uh, what are they trying to accomplish in this Cheaper by the Dozen? So what they're trying to accomplish is basically how Zoe and Paul started. So they started out because Paul worked at a restaurant and eventually he almost like in a sense got tired of working there and he ended up buying the place and turned it into his own all day breakfast cafe. Um, And that's where he met Zoe. At first it wasn't a breakfast cafe, but they kind of got an idea to start that. So now they're running a business. And I mean, the conflict goes a bunch of different ways. There's the conflict of now, Paul, if you watch the, have you watched the uh, 2003 Cheaper by the Dozen? Of course. So do you know how the mom like went off to New York and she was trying to sell her book and she was gone. And then Steve Martin's character was just at home trying to take care of the kids. So basically it's like that, but vice versa. Instead, Paul's the one who's trying to, get his business up and running. Um, and um, the mom, Zoe, is the one who's at home experiencing everything, uh, trying to uh, get back everything back on track. The other side is about family and acceptance. And I know this is kind of the message. So it's just about like the family and the acceptance and how everybody, since there's a bunch of different races, right? There's the uh, non-color side of the family and then there's the colored side. 
and how they mix. So it's just like, uh, in a sense, battle between the sides and how the kids should be raised, especially Paul and Dom. And Dom is the original dad of the black kids um, who feels like Paul isn't really doing that great of a job. So there's kind of like uh, two comments. And finally, star rate, what's your star rating and age rating for Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah, so my star rating would have to be a five out of five stars. I love this film. And I would rate it, recommend it for kids ages 10 to 18 plus adults. And only thing for parents to look out for are just, just some serious topics talked about. And there might be some little parts that may be concerning in a sense, um, but they don't get like too far. Uh, you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Big Nate, The Snoopy Show, Team Zanko Go. But right now we're going to hear Tiana's interview with Kaylee Blosensky, uh, who stars in The New Cheaper by the Dozen, currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. Hello, everyone. I'm Tiana Stemmers reporting for First, and today I'm speaking with Kaylee Blosensky, who plays Harley Baker in the reboot of the 2001 film Cheaper by the Dozen. Welcome, Kaylee. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be speaking with you about Cheaper by the Dozen. It has gotten so much attention even before it's come out. So I cannot wait for everyone to get to see it. Thank you so much. I am so beyond excited, too. So I know that the casting for Harley Baker required an actress with wheelchair experience, and both you and your character have disabilities. So how did you prepare for your audition for this role? So during the auditioning process, I actually, you needed to have wheelchair experience for this role, it said. And so I had to do a lot of tricks on my wheelchair. I had to do wheelies and going off curbs and stuff. I definitely, I definitely tipped over a few times, but I didn't send those ones to them, but <laughs> it was definitely super fun uh, during the auditioning process. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty interesting experience, having to do tricks to show oh, God, your wheelchair God. experience. Like, Honestly, that's a little weird to think about, knowing that normally <laughs> when you have a wheelchair, you shouldn't be doing those things and you probably wouldn't be doing wheelies. Uh, exactly, so exactly. Pretty, pretty crazy process. Harley's built different. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So the director of this film, Gail Lerner, encouraged you to put as much as yourself as possible into your character. So what things about your personal journey do you feel helped you portray Harley? I definitely feel like me and Harley did kind of relate to each other in a way. Uh, she's super sarcastic and she's not afraid to speak her mind, which I feel like I'm also not afraid to speak my mind, which gets me and Harley into some trouble sometimes. But yeah, and I also had experience with a wheelchair and Harley was in a wheelchair during the whole movie. So that was super fun to um, act. Yeah, and I'd have to say you did an amazing job at your role. I got to screen it. And just even talking to you now, I see a lot of your character within who you actually are. Just hearing you talk, you're super fun, you're super energetic, and I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. So this film is a modern take on the classic story, and it focuses on a blended multi-ethnic family that covers social issues such as racism and family diversity. So why do you think it's important for audiences to learn about and understand how much of an issue that is. I think it's super important nowadays. There's a lot of hatred in the world. And I really like how this movie kind of gives a little bit of everything in one movie. Um, there's so many different unique factors to this movie. And I'm really excited for people to see and kind of spread some positivity throughout this world. Same here. I loved seeing all the, like just knowing that, uh, of course, different from the original now, of course, it's set in modern day. So now you see mm -hmm. everybody from a bunch of different races all joined together to make this one loving family. And it's such mm -hmm. a bond that you can't even tell that they're all different. They just all mix really well, like I said, about the personalities with each other. Yeah, family comes in all shapes and sizes. And this film really showcased that. I would have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> So really quick fun fact, actually, before this interview, I actually had some blueberry pancakes. And in the film, I know that the bakers own an all-day breakfast cafe called Baker's <laughs> Breakfast. So if you got to create your own special personal breakfast item on the menu, what would it be and what would you name it? Oh, that is such a tricky question. I love 
croissants. I would say Hollywood put mm. a matcha croissant. I love matcha as well. A matcha croissant. And it's going to be called the Harley Extravaganza. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. When you make that, invite me over. I would love oh, to gosh. try that. I will. I don't know if Holly's a great baker, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that sounds delicious. I love croissants. Oh, me too. Almost every day. Eat them. <laughs> <laughs> so when we meet all the various characters at the beginning, we learn all about their dreams and goals. So which of the dreams do you feel like you most relate to? Um, are you talking about in the movie or kind of just like myself in general? Well, like as I was saying at the beginning of the movie, it kind of says like all the dreams that they have like throughout the movie. So like which one do you feel like relates to what you want to do like in the future or uh, things you want to portray? Um, this in the beginning of the movie, you kind of see uh, throughout the whole movie, it's really showing case how family is important. And I feel like that really grows throughout the movie and each character kind of realizes how much family means to them and how you can lean on them when uh, things go wrong in your life. And I feel like I definitely can relate to that in a way because my family has always had my back. And so it's really nice to see that film, this film also has that. Yeah, I'm sure it's very, like you said, like you feel like they're a second family to you. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy having a family of tw uh, 11 other kids since you would be part of the one of 12. And then having a bunch of other innocent branches of the family. I couldn't imagine having that many siblings. Oh, but gosh. Yeah. See how that's like a second family that definitely relates to, as you said, like the, uh, uh, how the movie progressed. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. It, it, they're such an amazing, talented people. I mean, it was definitely chaotic and sad, but everything was just so memorable and something that I'm going to take the rest of my life. Yes, I'm sure. And so for my last question, I mean, this has been amazing, but your character represents someone with disabilities. And I feel like representation is definitely something really important that should be showcased in movies. So what advice would you give to others with disabilities that feel that their disability will stop them from following their dreams in general, but also in the movie world of Hollywood? Don't let anything stop you. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen in life and to kind of take that in and prove to yourself and others that determination and hard work will get you anywhere. Uh, the time in my life where something happened to me, I had to be in and out of the hospital a lot that made my dreams become so much stronger. I really wanted, I didn't want to stop living my life and I didn't want uh, everything I was doing to put on hold. And I wanted to be an actress when I was older. So I wasn't going to let anything stop me in life. And I feel like everyone should have that, have that mindset and have that really positivity. Yeah, well, I see a lot of that positivity from you. I mean, you are doing amazing things, like I said, Thank from you. your role in this film and just speaking with you today. You are a truly loving and energetic, but amazing person. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are yeah. too. You are such an awesome person. <laughs> Thank you. It was so fun getting to speak with you today. And I cannot wait to see what other movies you are in. Thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you too. Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Kaylee. I had a great time. Make sure to everyone watching to go watch Cheaper by the Dozen streaming on Disney Plus, March 18th, 2022. Again, I'm Tian Sermons. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by the Kids First Daddying Film Festival, running from June 13th to the 20th. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Cheaper by the Dozen and next we'll be talking with Heather about Big Name. How are you doing today, Heather? I'm doing great, Benjamin. How about yourself? I'm doing just fine. Uh Um... So, Big Nate, uh, based on the book series, obviously. What did you think of this show? I really liked it. I really had a good time watching it. You know, it's about four friends, Ben and his friends, and he's just navigating through life in middle school, which whenever anybody goes to middle school, it's probably like one of the hardest times in their lives just because like you kind of feel out of place. And then it really shows the reality of like this young sixth grader trying to find his place in the world. And it's, I find it really relatable, especially like the comedy and the humor he has with his friends. It's just a really nice and refreshing show to watch. Um, and had you read any of the books um, before you watched this show? I had not. Like I had heard about Big Nate because it kind of reminds me of like Captain Underpants, like that kind of like book writing in that genre. I had never read it though. And then during press, Paramount Plus had like the decency and the kindness to send me this huge box um, for press and it brought two of the books, which was really great. So I've been able to read them throughout the time. (laughs) They're great. They're great. Especially uh, when I was seven or eight, they were like the greatest things. Wow. (laughs) Diver Wimpy Kid, then no offense, no offense to the author of Big Nate. Absolutely. Um, So you mentioned a little bit about uh, the basic setup of the show, but like, what are some of the episodes? Is it, they go follow one on top of the other, or is it more of each episode is its own situation? Each episode is its own situation. The first episode is just Nate entering middle school. And then he finds like this guy that he doesn't really get along with. So I feel like we've all been there once in our life. There's just like this person that we don't click with. And then the following episode, there's, um, I believe there's a Valentine's uh, dance and he likes this girl so he wants to go and ask her out and then everybody ends up getting sick so each situation has its own conundrum <laughs> yeah uh, well that sounds fun um i watching the trailer it looked like like the animation is really interesting and at some points it looks almost like claymation right so yeah can you just talk a little bit about what you thought of the animation in the show I thought it was actually really refreshing because it's not, you know, it doesn't fall into like a category of animation or like what some of us like consider like Disney animation. It, it's, it does like appear more lifelike, but not in the sense that it's like creepy because sometimes when when animators get a little bit too creative, it ends up coming off as a little bit creepy, but this one doesn't, it's really nice to watch it. It really, really pays homage to the, to the books, because if you notice on the books, the the style of Nate is sort of like how they draw it in the in the show, like with the big heads and like the the very stiff hair, which is nice because then we get to see how the author and the the production team work together to make the show. Yeah, and now I'm, speaking of the books, now that you've gotten a chance to read some of them, how did you feel? How do you feel they translated the show to this TV for or the books uh, to this TV format? 
It feels excellent. I mean, you can just tell how the production team just really went all in and they really wanted to make the effort to give audiences a great interpretation of the books, especially the cast. I mean, I got to meet the cast when they were doing Junkets and they were all such nice people. And you can tell that the production team casted them so well because they're like their characters in real life. Like if these characters came to life, it would be these people. So it's really great to see how everybody just came together to make a great show. And what are some of the kind of messages that this show is teaching? Because, I mean, you know, Nate is a stick in the mud. Um, so what does he sort of learn uh, throughout each episode of the show? Or what kinds of uh, lessons does he learn? Well, he learns a lot of different things about, like, growing up and, like, who you want to be. Especially he has, like, his family troubles. It's just him, his dad, and his sister. So they go through a lot of trials. You know, his sister, he doesn't really, like connect with her so it's about him growing his relationship with his family then him and his friends I think the like the biggest lesson you can learn overall even though every episode is a different situation is friendship every time that something bad happens he has his friends either when it's one of them or all of them they just always stick together which again is a perfect translation of the books and finally uh what how many stars would you give this show out of five and what is your age rating for big name I would give it five out of five stars and I'd recommend it for ages 11 to 16. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for talking big Nate with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's currently on Paramount plus. Um, you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice America kids network. Today we are talking about uh, team Zanko go. We talked about cheaper by the dozen. And at the end of the show, we're introducing some new kids first reporters, but right now I am talking to, Samantha about the Snoopy show. Uh, first of all, welcome to the Kids First radio show. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so just tell me a little bit about what you thought of the Snoopy show. I thought it was a really good spinoff series from the original Charlie Brown. It focuses on the life of Snoopy, Charlie Brown's dog. And I thought it, was, it had really creative and intriguing solutions to problems they faced. And um, what is, where do we see Snoopy uh, at the beginning of this show? What's he doing? What's he up to? Um, at the beginning of the show, it, um, on the first few episodes, it talks about the backstory of Snoopy and how Charlie Brown got him. And it was really interesting because I never knew anything about that. So, yeah. And I have to ask, you know, um, Snoopy and Woodstock, like part of their charm, at least for me, is in um how much we don't know about them like they're just like such little bundles of joy but we don't know where they came from or how they got there did you feel like snoopy the snoopy show messes with the recipe a little bit like it gives too much away uh about where these characters came from um not too much i think it gave away a good amount it kind of showed like where um, Snoopy came from. It didn't say too much about um, where Woodstock came from, but shows how they became friends. And what kind of uh, antics do they get up to? Is it um, some of the stuff we've seen in the other Peanuts uh, specials and cartoons? Um, well, since, um, since it's focused on Snoopy, um, the um, some things they do are different. Some things that I've seen are... Um, a lot of times they're trying to find something um, to do something else. Like um, once they want a fishbowl to become astronauts in their imagination. So yeah, it's a, they do a lot of things. Um, they imagine a lot and yeah, it's really fun. And um, how, I mean, what was your relationship to Peanuts uh, prior to watching the Snoopy show? Had you watched like the Christmas special or had you read the car uh, comic strip? Yeah, I've grown up watching it um, around the holidays. And yeah, it's always been a part of um, the holidays. Um, and how is the animation in this show? It looks like it's pretty faithful to the Charles Schultz artwork. Yeah, it's definitely really similar to um, the originals. Um, yeah, not much has changed since um, the original Charlie Brown classics. Um, and did any of the voice cast in particular pop out to you in watching the show? 
Um, I thought they all did a really good job. I think um, they were cast really well. Um, I thought Ethan Pugito, um, played, who played Charlie Brown, um, did really good um, portraying the emotions. Okay. And uh, what kind of what kind of lessons do we see in the individual episodes of this show? And do any of them reoccur? Is there sort of an overarching message to the Snoopy show? The the um, themes and messages change um, a good amount, but sometimes the themes are like selflessness, perseverance, like not giving up in the tough situations. Those are pretty common. I think that's all something we can probably learn from. What age rating would you give the show and what star rating out of five? Um, I give it a five out of five stars and recommend for ages seven to 11. Awesome. Well, it's currently streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, well, welcome welcome to the Kids First Radio Show. I'm sure we'll have you back on uh, soon. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by the Kids First Daddying, Daddying Film Festival, uh, running from June 13th to the 20th. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel you are tuned into kids first coming attractions on the voice america empowerment channel Shh, turn your phone off another film review or celebrity interview is coming up hey welcome back i'm benjamin price and you're listening to kids first coming attractions since We've been talking about Cheaper by the Dozen, Big Nate, and the Snoopy Show. And uh, after this segment, we'll be introducing some new Kids First reporters. But right now, I'm talking to Gianna about the new animated series, Team Zanko Go. So, Gianna, what did you think of this set of episodes? Well, the set of episodes I've watched, I really actually enjoyed. It's mainly focused for younger kids to watch and for them to learn from it but I actually really enjoyed watching it and I feel like I would watch it again and why I would watch it again is it's like superhero themed and I like that kind of stuff and it shows that you can do good deeds just to be nice and helpful and it has a lot of diversity and a great message. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about some of the representation going on in Team Janko Go? Yes. Um, about diversity, mm, there, for example, there is this character named Ari, and he is in a wheelchair. And Team Zenko, they go around their town, like, I don't know, like sneaking around, kind of like ninjas slash superheroes. They go around their town, sneaking around, doing good deeds but doing it in secret so they can't be caught and so and because he's in a wheelchair he might be caught or he might i don't know think he might slow them down but it just shows that because he is on the team and he does a good job throughout the whole entire show it shows that that because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't accomplish things that you won't be able to do without it and that's one of the great messages that the show has and includes. 
I, yeah, I think that's important for little kids to see. So you said that they're, they're kind of superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what kind of, what kind of things do they get sent out to, or like what, uh, how do some of the episodes start? What are the superheroes sent out to do? Well, most of the episodes are different scenarios that are they they are sent out to do. Um, for example, in the first episode, they are set out to because Ari and his family are new to town, so it's their mission to go help them and help them and make sure they're um set to have a good life in the city because everybody thinks this is the most magical place and they want them to feel welcome and happy living here and in the second episode they are set out to help um the mail delivery person because her truck got uh shut down so they have to deliver all her items so other people are happy and this show this show does sound uh really pleasant um and did it put you in a good mood Yes, it actually did. Um, I feel like because they're doing such nice things, it makes you feel good about yourself, and it makes you feel good in general. And I think when you watch it, it makes you feel like you want to do something good for someone random, maybe even a stranger, or maybe just someone in your family or in your household. And I think it's that's how the show is different and unique. Um and yes, the, I mean I call that the Paddington effect. Uh, and finally, what star rating and age rating would you give this show? I would give this show a four point five out of five stars and recommend it to ages four to ten. And parents might also enjoy it watching with their kids. Well, thanks for talking with me today, Gianna. Thank you, Benjamin. Uh, you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions of the Voice America Kids Network. And right now, we're actually going to switch gears and hear Gianna's interview with the cast and crew of Team Zenko Go. Hi, I'm Gianna reporting for Kids First. And today, I have the amazing opportunity to talk with Nakai Takawira, Hartley Beignet, and Jack Thomas about the new show, Team Zenko Go, which premieres on March 15, 2021 on Netflix. Nakai Takawira is known for her work on Welcome to Sudden Death, Merry Little Christmas Wedding, and Merry Little Christmas Baby. This is Hartley Benier's first TV show, but he has been a sick kid ambassador since the age of five, speaking up for important health-related issues facing children. He is an inspiration behind Chefs with Heart, a, a culinary fundraising organization that raises money and awareness for Sick Kids Hospital. Jack Thomas is an Emmy Award-winning producer known for his work on Dragon's Race to the Edge and Dragon's Rescue Riders, Heroes of the Sky. Now we're here to talk about their latest show, Team Zenko Go. Thank you guys for talking with me today. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. My first question is for Hartley. You have taken on and overcome many challenges in your life. What was it like to co-act and how did it feel to try something new? Yeah, um, you know, uh, this was a lot of fun. I think it's been my dream to do something like this for a long time. Um, you know, I've, I've always really been into cartoons um, and to be able to be on one um, is it's a, it's a dream come true, really. Naka, you are an experienced actor in television, films, and commercials. In what way does this show differ from other projects you worked on? Hmm, that's actually a really good question. So I think it's different because I don't think that I've ever done something where it's like mystery detective things, or it's like sneaking around and just helping people without them figuring it out. So that is something very new from what I've done before. And I think it's just really great. Well, to be honest, new experiences are probably always the best, so. Yeah. Um, My next question is for Mr. Thomas. The residents of Happy Harbor think their town is the happiest place on earth because of Team Zenko and their good deeds. 
why do you think this is an important message for kids right now? Well, I think we like the idea that if, if people are going around and doing secret good deeds and, and people just think, wow, I'm, I'm, we're really lucky, right? That coin I lost yesterday, I found it again. And oh, my dog ran away, but look, now it's back in my yard. If, if people start believing that good things are going to happen to them, then I think they do happen to them. And then I think they go out of their way to make good things happen for other people. Boy, I had this good fortune of somebody returned this thing I lost. I'm going to return something else. So that's why I think Harmony Harbor is such a happy town, right? Is because everybody just believes that things are going to go their way. And, and having a positive attitude about life is just so important. It's, it's the right way to do things. If you have a positive attitude, then positive things will happen. If positive things happen, then you'll just be happy. Right. It's self. It, it's a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. I, you're totally right. You're a very bright young lady. My next question is for Hartley and Akai. What was your most fun experience while working on the show? Um, I would have to say um, I can't think of a specific moment, but the whole cast and everybody who works on the show is so charismatic and funny that it was it's really just it was really just a super positive environment to be in um and i think that inherently made it it just it made it really fun you know my answer is mr jack thomas aka the funny guy who always continued to change his filters and then um, our director, Miss Nicole Oliver, was also really fun and hilarious to work with. But I am coming. I will find that filter. I will. You mean this one that gave me a mustache and a goatee? Mm. Yes. Oh, now it's on my finger. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> it's always nice to have a positive attitude around set and have a funny director. Like, yeah, these two kids yeah. are so funny too. I mean, it just it was fun to play with them. It was almost it was more play than work to record sometimes. That's very true. They're funny kids. My last question is for Mr. Thomas. The characters in this show were funny, outgoing, and caring. How do you think the kids and the parents watching this can relate to something like that? Well, I think, you know. There's a there's a word aspirational, you know, it's something you want to be. And I I think we've tried to create characters that everybody wants to be. You know, they they want to know as much about everything as Naya does. And they want to be able to be as creative and inventive as Ari is. And they want to be able to sing and dance like Ellie can. And uh, Jax is just so great with people. So we wanted to create characters that kids would want to be, right? That they would want to have the, the capabilities of. And we also wanted to create a set of relationships that kids want to have. You know, they, the teams that could go, each one of these kids has three kids they could depend their lives could with. You know, that's the wrong way of saying it, but they could depend on them in, in the toughest situations. And I think we would all want to have friends that were that good. Plus, they have a squirrel to hang out with. So, you know, that's good, too. Like everybody, like kids in general who watch cartoons really just look up to the character that are on there. And this show in general, I feel like kids could look up to these characters. I hope so. Thank you for talking with me today. I just spoke with Nakai Takawira, Hartley Bengay, and Jack Thomas about their new show, Team Zenko Go, which releases on March 15th, 2022. Be sure to check it out. I'm Gianna Point for Kids First. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss my next review, interview, or one of those of our awesome teammates. See you next time. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by the Kids First Daddying Film Festival, running from June 13th to the 20th. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. 
We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Cheaper by the Dozen, Big Nate, The Snoopy Show, and Team Zenko Go. And next, we will be talking with Kids First's newest reporters. Uh, Today we have Kayla Madeline, Samantha, and Sid, how are you all doing today? We're doing good. Great, thanks. I'm good, how are you? Okay, glad to hear it. So um, first, uh, Kayla, what is your favorite movie? That's really hard to choose. There's so many movies out there, but I do really like the new Wonder Woman and the new Spider-Man's pretty good. No Way Home? Yeah, No Way Home. Yeah. Um, and Madeline, same question to you. It's kind of hard. My absolute favorite movie is probably um, Escape from Mr. Limoncello's Library. Hmm. Um, and Samantha, uh, I'd ask, yeah, what's your favorite movie? Um, again, there's a lot of options, but probably one of my favorites would be um, the Hunger Game movies. All of them? Yeah. And Sydney, take us home. What is your favorite movie? I have a few favorite movies. Um, I'd say In the Heights, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home as well, and Better Nate Than Ever. So big No Way Home crowd here, myself included. Um, so I'm curious for the, each of you, and I apologize. I realize there's four of you on a Zoom call, so that makes it a little difficult to go in order. Uh, do you remember the first moment that you realized you loved movies? Um, well, the first time I really enjoyed movies, I started dance at the really early age of like three and two, and um, I would do performing arts, so I sort of got into movies because of that. And I would just love going to movie theaters, and it was just really exciting for me at such a young age. And I have to imagine that it's great to be going back normally. It's kind of movie theaters weren't an option for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Kayla, when did you fall in love with movies? You know, I, since I was little, I always wanted to be an actress. And I fell in love with movies when I was about four years old. That's when I started to love movies, and I wanted to be in one of them. And Samantha? Um, well, I've always watched movies with my family since a really young age. Um, I grew up watching all the, like, Disney princess movies. So, yeah, I've really liked them for a really long time. Yeah, that's always special getting to watch uh, with your family. And Madeline. Is it Madeline or Madeline? Um, Madeline. Okay, Madeline. Uh, when did you fall in love with movies? Probably when I was super little because my dad used to take me to the movie theater and we'd always watch these super cool movies and the popcorn's always great. Sure. 
Are you a butter person? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that gives me a better idea of who I'm talking to. Um, so for the each of you, I'm curious, uh, how did you first find out about Kids First and what caught your interest about it? I'll just do the same order I did last time. Kayla. You know, Madeline or Madeline, she introduced me to movies, sorry, to Kids First and what? because I met her right when I moved here and she introduced me to this and I wanted to start immediately. And then I started. And I guess just by that answer, Madeline, how did you find out about Kids First and what made you want to introduce it to Kayla? Um, so we went to a film festival, me and my dad, just to see what it's like. And I really thought it was so cool on how all these Young actors did all these super cool movies, and my dad told me about Kids First, and I was like, yes, please. Um, and Sydney, how'd you find out about Kids First? Well, funny thing, I also got introduced to Kids First by Madeline. Um, so I was at her ballet place, and she, her dad's told me about it, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should look into this, and I finally did. And I was obsessed and I wanted to join right away. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions of the Voice America Kids Network. We've been talking about Cheaper by the Dozen, Snoopy Show, Big Nate, and Team Zenko Go. Right now, I am actually talking to uh, some of our newest Kids First reporters, Sydney, Samantha, Kayla, and Madeline. Um, and I was asking each of them how they found out about Kids First. So, uh, Samantha, how did you find out about Kids First? Um, well, my mom found the film festival, so I submitted um, a short film that I made, and it was accepted, and then my mom found out that there was, um, that you could actually be a Kids First reporter, I thought it was really cool. And what was, uh, what was your short film about? Um, well, I've made a lot, but the one that I submitted was um, about um, Halloween safety and to, like, stay with your parents. It was a stop-motion film. Uh, that's really cool. Um, so I'm gathering now <laughs> that Madeline, Kayla, and Sydney are all located uh, in the same area. Where are you guys at? San Diego. Yep. Okay. All of you? All three? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, same question to you, Samantha. Um, I'm in Maryland. Okay. I don't know. What have you guys, have you guys done any reviews thus far? Uh, yeah, I just recently reviewed Better Nate Than Ever, and it's become one of my new favorite movies, so I'm really excited to see that. That's awesome. How about uh, the rest of you? I haven't done any reviews late, lately, but I'm going to do an interview with the Nickelodeon's new The Fairy Odd Parents. Oh, cool. Um, I did an ebook and two shorts. Very and nice. IMAX. And what was the last thing? An IMAX Glacier interview. Oh, okay. Like a documentary? Yeah. Got it. Got it. And uh, Samantha, any reviews? Any interviews? Um, yeah, I recently reviewed the Snoopy show. Oh, yeah, of course, segment two. And I'm curious, I mean, I gotta say, at least when I first joined Kids First, obviously, you know, I love movies. Uh, but at a certain, from a certain standpoint, I will admit rather selfishly, as a 10 year old, I was also excited that I had no idea what advanced screenings were. It's just like a concept that the idea that there were certain events where people got to see movies before other people did. Uh, and that was very exciting. I'm curious, uh, what, what kind of opportunities do you hope uh, to, to get uh, through being a Kids First reporter? What people, who would be your dream person to talk to or meet? Um, and well, I mean, what movies uh, that are coming out would you really love to review? I'll start with Sydney. 
So um, yeah, advanced screenings are really cool. Um, I would really, really love to interview Zendaya, if you know her. And of course. I hope there will be a new Spider-Man movie coming out. I don't know if it's going to be for a while, but I'm crossing my fingers. And yeah, I mean, I really just want to spread awareness to people, show messages of films. And like, um, I think a lot of people can benefit from listening to Kids First. Don't we all want another Spider-Man movie? Are you kidding me? I mean, I feel like in No Way Home, it might be a little bit, but I'm, I'll be counting down the days. Yeah. Uh, Kayla, how about you? You know, it's funny because I when I watched an interview that this little girl in Kids First interviewed The Rock, and I've always now wanted to review The Rock. And I would also like to review the new Spider-Man No Way Home. And I know this is from a long time ago, but the new Wonder Woman from... Um, Yes, the new Wonder Woman. Mm, that's another one of your favorites, right? Yes. Uh, Madeline, same question. Um, um, so I would, same thing as Kyla, I would really, really love to interview The Rock. He's been in so many movies that I like. And this is definitely from a long time ago, but I would probably like, to, to um, interview Escape from Mr. Lemoncello's library. Okay. Uh, and Samantha, closing us out. Um, well, um, I think that fan screenings are really cool. I went to a few screenings because um, my mom's a blogger. So I <laughs> went to a few and they're really cool. Um, I'm not quite sure what movies I would want to review. So I think um, the actor of Katniss Everdeen would be cool to review. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. Um, well, thank you all so much uh, for talking with me today. Welcome to Kids First. Welcome to the radio show. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. And that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our latest reviews of films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, like Caleb, Madeline, Samantha, and Sydney, go to kids, www.kidsfirst.org. Uh, this show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by the Kids First Daddying Film Festival, running from June 13th to 20th. I am Benjamin Price. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.